tried to figure out the heat in here today. It's so cold in here. Yeah, what do we? We've probably done this close to twenty times. Twenty. Yeah. Yeah. We just found the thermometer today. Yeah. <laughs> just thought to ask. Go downstairs. Is like, hey, uh, Scott, there's any chance you can get the heat on up there? He yeah. goes, yeah. When you go to the top <laughs> of the stairs, when you enter that button there, press it. Oh. <laughs> but but in our defense, it doesn't really work. No. Well. So just like the one in the gym doesn't really work. It feels like we're in the rink. Yeah, it's a weird system. Well, if like you, you could probably see people watching the video over time, like yeah. we just start to tense yeah, up. We, like, we do it's this, cold, and, yeah, man. yeah, it's cold. But well, that's, we're hockey players, <clears throat> though, man, and I'm from Northern Ontario. Yeah. If you would have got me 15, 20 years ago, I wouldn't even wear a shirt. Yeah. Well, you come up here with like shorts and flops sometimes. Yeah, I'm like, all dude, the time. you're gonna get gangrene. No, that was good. That was good. It was. Uh, it's a weird thing. I'm starting to get acclimated. To our warmer yeah, that's weather. Good. That's a good word. <laughs> Acclimated to our warmer weather in southern Ontario. Yeah, it's starting to get warm just in time for lockdown yeah. 3.0. Yeah, crazy. Crazy. I'm not happy about it. No. So we got the kids that are going to be off in Ontario for at least one more month. So Charlie skated his last skate was uh, last Thursday in uh, another city. Mm-hmm. And um, he was so jacked and it was a good skate. Apparently, parents weren't allowed in, um, but it was apparently it was a really good game mm-hmm. and he loved it and uh to find out that day as we were going that we we're going to be locked down for another month so another another month without hockey yep. here we go man it's it's unbelievable it's crazy feel terrible for the kids but um i could go on a tangent there but probably not going to yeah why oh well, i'd yeah. like to i know it like feel, feels good to go I, on I'd, I'd, I'd actually like to and just i don't know what sense this makes but uh we were not going to do it today yeah maybe, you know, maybe, maybe another day politically correct yeah <laughs> You know, so yeah. Um, so I brought a coffee today. I love. I was thinking today. I love coffee. I love drinking coffee in the morning. You do like drinking. I, coffee. I like. I really enjoy. Is it, it the co- Like, is it the caffeine part no. of it, or is it just no. the taste? I like drinking coffee. Yeah, that's uh, good. Yeah, I have to fight it at night because I wouldn't mind stepping on a coffee at night. But I'm like, oh, decaf. I, yeah, it's not the same though. It's the caffeine I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> So for uh, people that don't really know us, this is how power tech is all day. It's like, yeah. we're like, I'm super serious on here. I, and I don't know if that comes across like I'm serious, but I'm super serious on here. But my actual personality is it's, uh, all we ever do is joke around, but it's funny though, but it was serious. It's a weird combo. Oh, it's the best combo. <laughs> That's what's funny, man. Cause I remember like people, some people don't, don't maybe don't know or they know by now, but I was training with you when I was, what was I seven? when I started yeah. skating with you. Yeah. And it was, you were like, it was so intense. Like every time we're, because when you're working, you're working, right? Oh, and I'm when, on, yeah. When you're on the ice, yeah. you're on. Yeah. And you're not like dicking around. You're not making yeah. jokes and stuff. And so. Well, it, it probably didn't get half of them. Oh yeah. And they were, <laughs> you're probably making them anyways, because yeah. now that I've been on the ice with you, yeah. I catch the jokes, but yeah. a lot of the kids are like, what? what? Yeah, yeah. 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 I yeah. don't know. But until I was about 16. Yeah. We'll save that story for another day. Yeah. <laughs> Until I was about 16, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. I'd, it was just intensity. It, it's yeah. just fu- it was funny to see, like, oh, like, yeah. Coach Andy likes to goof around. Oh, I love goofing around. <laughs> it's probably my downfall in life is I, I go to that side too often. That's funny. Oh, man. yeah, that's funny. funny. Today, I, uh, uh, I'm i just bringing something up with uh, – no, I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, love it. Well, yeah, but it's – well, okay, whatever. whatever. I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. So if you, were to, if you were going to date a girl – Mm-hmm. What would not what would she look like? Blonde hair, whatever. But what would you expect? Like, if you, what would make you attracted to a girl first time? Like first, like when just seeing her, do I get to talk to her and interact and all that? 
let's just start with uh, just looking at her. Looking at her. What would, what would you need to see to make you say, oh, yeah. Like they need to be put together is the biggest thing. So my biggest criteria just generally in case anyone's looking for a date. <laughs> <laughs> Is, is uh, you got to take care of yourself, man. That is my yeah. number one by okay. far. What does that mean? So, good question, Coach Andy. So, <laughs> so taking care of yourself just means you don't. That doesn't mean just physically. It means like mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. physically is also a part of that. Mm-hmm. But like, look like you have your shit together. Yeah. And then actually have your shit together. Yeah. So like that. So bonus. that means like, like eat relatively well. Like, go to the gym. Take care of yourself that way. Right. like sleep probably like be in a good mood like be good vibes to be around have energy when i'm near you right yeah and then like present when you're out in public especially like it's one thing that you're at home and you're just bumming around your house whatever and you wear whatever you want yeah it's fine but when you're out like present yourself right like have yourself put together that and that's my biggest thing and all that to me is equating like okay this person takes care of themselves so for uh if if i saw a girl for the first time and what i'd be looking for is like hey like like hair is pretty well done. She's got a good energy. She carries herself well. She's got a decent outfit on. She looks like, and that doesn't mean she has to be wearing a prom dress. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a coffee, a prom dress. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> <that's> so extreme. <laughs> prom dressing. <laughs> oh God. Anyways, <laughs> prom dress. <laughs> 63 years old in a prom dress. <laughs> Can you imagine if I was out in the dating world and that was my criteria? Oh, my <laughs> God. See, I'm 52 and I, want, I like something a little younger, like 48. She's in a prom dress. <laughs> she takes care of herself. But you get what I mean? Well, right? yeah. Put on, a decent <laughs> pair, put on a pair of jeans or if you yeah. want to wear the Lulus, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. just wear something nice. Like, look, yeah. that's my, there you go. Okay. Long answer to a short no, question. I, that's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you gonna ask me now, uh, Coach Andy? Yeah, if uh, if you see a female yeah. out and about, what are you looking? What are you looking for? Yeah, I'm not. I'm looking like obviously I I like what I like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like what I like, but but I want someone to be like I, again. No prom dress. Yeah. But I I need someone to say that looks like okay I care about myself. Yeah, that'd be number one. Okay, if I care about myself, Same then thing. I'm gonna be exactly. like oh, okay. And they you know there's a certain look or whatever. That's not the, that's what that is. Um, and then same with you. Is that if I was to talk to someone like if they if they got me interest. If I was interested in them and I talked to them, it'd be the same thing. Oh, we could have a conversation. It's not just surface stuff. Uh, there's more to it than just uh, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. So I, 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 the point of this was not to uh, ask you what kind of girls we want yeah, to date. It's not a dating show. No. Yeah. But what it is 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 because I, I, I use this with my wife, and I tell this. I've told you this before. I've, I've used this as a kind of a rule of life. Um, because I'm married, and I see how people. Okay, let me say it this way. I think when people are. Uh, uh, once people get settled, yep. they settle. And mm-hmm. then that's when you start seeing women and men. The men, well, it's funny because you got, here's the thing guys will, you know, a lot of guys will come up to me and say, yeah, the wife, this, the wife, that. Blah, blah, blah. It's, they think it's a cool guy thing mm-hmm. to do, and it's actually not. Um, <clears throat> I say, what do you do about it? So, like, if my, my, if I go around talking about, yeah, my wife, you know, she's, whatever like i probably contributed to some way if she if she's making me miserable my point is is that i told my wife and i said this to you is i even though i've been married for several years i still act as if i'm single meaning 
if you were to go on a date for a first time or a couple times with a girl, or if you were single and you were going to look for someone, how would you dress? How would you act? Mm -hmm. And it served me very well because I think my wife's attracted to me. Mm -hmm. She seems to be, and she seems to like me because I, not because I'm anything fantastic, but because I get up in the morning and like, and that's what I told her. I said, you know, it's it, it, the real simple thing for, uh, for, for marriage or a relationship is that if you act as if you're dating, because if you're dating, you're on your toes all the time or because you want to be attractive, yeah. you want someone to like you. So when you, when you go out in the world and you, you know, when I, when I, when I go to a coffee shop or I see someone walking downtown and they're still in their pajamas, I go, Oh my God. Mm. Like, Oh my God. It's not like I'm the classiest guy in the world, right. but I think like, so like, that's how I am at home. I don't even, well, I have one outfit that, but it's comfortable. I wear underwear. Yeah. And then a sweatshirt because it's just comfort. Yeah. My wife laughs, but I actually take like I dial that in. Yeah. And the reason I dial it in is because I want my wife at all times to be able to look at me and say, "You know what? Guy looks pretty good." That's yeah. why I exercise. That's why I don't sit there and eat like a slob all the time yeah. or get sloppy. And I like to read, so it's always like, "Oh, you know what? Guy's got it." Because I've I've seen a lot of people as they get married, um, you know, like the guy. First thing I do is when I said that about, you know, I, I asked the guys like, "What are you doing about it?" Because you know, are you really that attractive when, when, when your wife comes home and you're sitting on the couch with a wife beater shirt, you know, mustard stain on it and yeah. drinking a beer <laughs> and eating yeah. a bag of chips and farting and, yeah. you know, she's probably looking at you like, I, I think you've lost it, yeah. right? My point of all that is not a, this is not a dating site. Mm -hmm. My point of this is that I think it should be applied in everything. Yeah. And Dalton was saying that the other day because we were talking. He went into uh, Tim Hortons uh, to grab a coffee and he saw this guy sitting there with his boots undone and... Uh, um, he obviously had a construction business or some something like that, and he looked like just a slob, like boots undone, uh, like the give a shit meter was on zero. And his question to himself, because he's a, uh, you know, he's a high achiever, he just kind of looked and goes, "I wonder what this guy does for a living," because he knew it was whatever. So the guy had a logo on his uh, jacket, and probably was the owner. If not, he worked for someone. And uh, so Dalton says, would I, would I hire that guy? Not a chance. I don't think he can, knows how to comb his hair. His give a shit meter is like zero. So I'm sure if I hired him to do my plumbing or uh, <laughs> electrical or pool or whatever, it's, it's probably not going to be up to snuff. And maybe you're wrong, but that's the first impression. Yeah. And um, I think it's really important that when you, when you go out in the world, and of course, we're talking about hockey. So how does this apply to hockey? The example is last week when Charlie went up to that um, – he got invited to this skate and it was a pretty, it was, it was important skate as far as how this, the year is going with the COVID. Yeah. So he was able to get looked at by some teams. And, um, you know, the first thing I said to him is like, when you're going, you make sure you're, there's no baseball hat and there's, you know, wear a hoodie that looks nice. I said, don't dress up like you're going to your own funeral, yeah. but dress, make yourself look like you care about yourself and that you, uh, you're athletic or, or whatever because uh, your first impression is everything when you walk in and walk out of the rink. And uh, it's just important, right? And I think if you act like that, because we were talking like not a, not maybe a couple weeks ago about how um, people get complacent or um, take for granted what they have. So remember we were talking about the COVID taking over and the kids got excited to come back and right. within a couple of weeks you see, yeah, the, you see you see it, it going down and the problem i think the problem with that is that people forget that every day is a job interview if you can think of it that way yeah. right when you go into your first job interview or you go to a job interview as adults that watch this what do you do the night before or the week before or whatever you get prepared right you get prepared you, you probably look at the company and you find out 
what they're all about and what you can bring to the table, and you you're at your best, just like at a date. Or you don't go to a date there and pick your nose and flick it. Yep. <laughs> you sit there and you you know you you you're aware of your posture. You're aware of how you're eating. You know if if you go on your first date and you're eating chicken wings, you got all over your face. It might not <laughs> yeah. be your best date, right? It might she might go, not sure. Yeah. So vice versa, if a girl did that, right? Yeah. You'd be like, hmm, wow incredible yeah. so if you can prepare every day like it's it's a, a job interview like you have something to prove um that's how you get the job but it's also how you keep a job yeah. if you care it's a give a shit meter that has to be up there yeah well because i think that was long it was good though was it? Okay. yeah that was good because yeah. everything that you're talking about in like whatever the circumstances it when we talk about to show that you care about yourself the reason that that's important is because it shows that you give effort right yeah. like you're, you put effort in yeah. and some people would say, okay, well, I'm married now. Like who, we're married. Like it doesn't matter, but it does matter because in a relationship, in a relationship, it's, it's, everyone is just looking for the other person to try, right? Yeah. Guys are looking for girls to do that. Girls are looking for guys to do yeah. that. So if you want some effort, then you got to give some effort, yeah. right? And then it's the same thing with, with these kids. Like you, if you're in a situation where people can see you and, and one of the things that people used to I used to hear a lot. My dad used to say it and people around the game used to say this. You never know who's watching, right? Someone is watching. And that's the thing. Everyone, like everywhere you go, someone is watching and you don't know who that person is. Yeah. You could be at a restaurant with your family and you're super loud and foul mouth and whatever. And yeah. two tables over could be the guy that was just at your game yeah. watching you guys, yeah. right? And you don't know. And and it's and even if that isn't always true, that's a really good, it's good to act like that's true. Yeah. Right, because then in the in the circumstance that comes up where it where it is actually true, where the guy is sitting in the booth next to you, or you walk into the rink, or whatever the situation is, you're on, and it's important that you're on. And and people always say, I was saying this to you before, they always say like, oh, you shouldn't care what other people think, mm. right? And that is like such a misleading statement to say to people. Depending on what. Well, that's that's why it's misleading. It's not that it's wrong all the time. It's like so if if you know you you say hey to your teacher I want to play in the NHL and she says you shouldn't do that. It's like okay, well, who cares what you think, right? And that yeah. that's where that's appropriate. Yeah. Maybe right. Yeah. But <clears throat> on the day to day, it's like if you see somebody walking through the grocery store and they're in their pajama pants with a ripped shirt and stains and they dragging their feet when they walk and and all of this. It's like that's not the kind of person that is showing you that they're going to give effort. So if they're if you need a person to do something for you, you're looking for someone who's going to do a good job. Right? And represent you. Represent you. Like this is you're attaching your name, whether it's a, a job interview or if it's a team picking you. And that's what scouts are looking for that stuff. So if you walk in and you know you got your hat up like this and you got earrings in your ears and baggy pants and you're, every other word's an f bomb and you're not looking people in the eye or shaking anybody's hand and you're walking slouched over like people just naturally pick up on these things yeah, right 100 so act like you're on yeah i was fun it was funny i had to go get some pucks the other day or stick for charlie and when i walked into the shop you know the, the where we mm -hmm. go all the time prannies and uh as i walked in didn't know i walked in and go hey are you andy like yeah so he introduced i i guess i trained this kid from london from london Two two hours away, mm -hmm. and I said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." So you know, nice and all that stuff, and, and but that's what I mean. You could walk anywhere, and people recognize you. And I'm not a hockey player anymore, but I run a business and I represent other people. And having a certain—I'm not saying be a professional all the time, but carry yourself and have a professionalism that you can uh, that you can present yourself so people say can say good things. Yep, it's a, it's really important. And and um, the other side of that is um, when I say get prepared. 
uh, me and Dalton talked about this a lot the other days, is because, so for example, Charlie and uh, his buddy Seabass uh, were in yesterday because um, Dalton offered a while back to go through fighting with Charlie because I want to make sure he's prepared. And uh, we're like, yeah, for sure. He goes, so, and, you know, Dalton and I were talking. It's, it's true. Like, you have to get prepared for every little detail that you possibly can within your control. And you could oversee that and say, well, I'm probably not going to be a fighter anyways. Or what's the, what's the worst thing? Well, the worst thing could be worse. It could be bad. So Dalton uh, took that and, and, and showed him not. So let me be clear. He didn't sit there and say, okay, I want you to be a meathead. But he showed him uh, so the, the, the myth of being in the NHL because he, he fought a lot. Uh, the myth of being in the NHL is not to – People think that you're trying to win fights. And he said that's actually not what he tried to do. He tried to not lose. So there's a difference because you're not on the offensive so much. So he did it so that he wasn't going to get tagged and, you know, get knocked out four times a year because he actually knows people that have been, or well, so do I, that have been, uh, they can't tie their shoes anymore, you know. So he was teaching Charlie and and, uh, Seabass how to um, tie guys up, get in positions where, if you know, you can control guys' arms. And like, so they were playing a game where it just, you know, don't let them touch your chin. So they were all wrapped up and stuff, and then they were trying to just touch each other's chin so just to get aware of, like, arm length and how they come at you and stuff and just be aware of that to be able to move and, and dodge them and stuff. So so someone might say, well, that's not that important, but actually it is because it's an element of the game that could actually um, – that it, it will present itself once you get to certain levels and you don't want that to be the thing to hold you back. And I'm not saying go out there and be a goon like that's because the game's not even like that anymore, but it is, it's something that you, you know that you can go into the game and you know, someone bigger or, or you need to stand up for your teammates. You can just, you can do it without being embarrassed. And, um, and fighting is a thing that, uh, people, um, I mean, the, the, you don't want, like I, I think about it for my kid. I, cause I know he's half nuts. Uh, he's going to do it. And, you know, the last thing I want him to do is be laying cold cocked and, at center ice, yeah. you know, because I was too stupid to actually teach him that. And, like, he's done boxing, he's done jujitsu and stuff, but, like, the more the the better, right? Yeah. You're going to say something. Well, the, the other element of why that's that uh, capacity, having that capacity is important is because it just gives you another element to your game, number one, mm-hmm. and it gives you respect, yeah. number two, on the ice. Because everyone that's played – knows when you get on the ice and there's a kid that you know fights or a kid that you know that's tough or that Can. hits yeah. or something like that, you're aware of that person yeah. on the ice, right? For sure. And that's something that's great to have in your pocket. So that was the same thing that my dad did with me when I was in grade seven, he put me in boxing. Yeah. And then when I was 15 and got to the point where hockey started to be, nobody taught me how to fight. Like yeah. no one, but I knew how to box. Yeah. I didn't know anything about where to grab on yeah. or how to control. I had to figure all that out later. Yeah. And it was super helpful because once on the ice now, people know I'll go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They know it's not pretend. Yeah. So even if they're tougher than I am, yeah. th- there's no bullying me. They're in one. Right? Yeah. So, and that was something I, I would fight a few times a year in junior. It wasn't mm-hmm. like I was a big yep. fighter or anything, but I get a couple a year yep. and people would just know, like I'll stand yep. in there and, and I'll throw. Yep. And yep. that's, and that's something you're going to have to face. If you're going to come yep. like on the, when I'm on the ice, or even if I'm not on the ice, if we're, you're playing our team and somebody gets yep. hurt or so you do something stupid yep. or you're coming after one of our guys or coming after me, or you do a cheap shot, yep. there's someone to answer to. Like yep. someone is there that you got to answer to. Yep. And that's just another dimension to your game that you can have because all this stuff that we're talking about being prepared and pre- being able to present yourself, these are all things that you can control. And like something that we're going to we'll start talking about in a bit is just there's a lot of things you can't control. You know, there's yeah. a lot of parts of the game that you cannot control. Yeah. So every single area that you can, you know, have a bit of a dial on, 
you need to take advantage of those as much as you can. You need to put yourself in the best position to capitalize on whatever opportunities come in whatever circumstance. Give yourself the widest array of chance that that you could have, whether it's walking into the rink and being like carrying yourself properly, or mm-hmm. whether it's on the ice and being able to go a guy if you have to go a guy. Yeah. Like you want to be able to have all of that yeah. because it's hard enough and there's so much stuff that's out of your control yeah. that you want to control as much as you can, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and the thing is, is you want to be prepared. Like, so it was funny, like even last week, I, I, I honestly don't know uh, anybody who could be or is more prepared for hockey at such a young age than my son. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm not, I don't know I always qualify it. It's my son, but it's just the truth. He's grown up with, NHLers and he's heard the talk. Yeah, he's been in the, the environment, man. The environment, and then we have real conversations with the young feller. Uh, we talk about you know the psychology and uh, about life. So he's he, there's a self confidence with him that's not arrogant, but he's he's confident in himself. And it was very funny when we were driving up to this thing because um, we were uh, well, there was there was every every team had a scout, that, a scout. They had every scout there, pretty much. It was jam- so they let, didn't let the parents in. They let only the scouts in, and it was Charlie said it was jam packed. Dad, so the parking lot was jam packed. Getting to take a look at the guys. So the night before, I was just putting myself back in his situation, and this is the thing that parents probably because my wife was with me, right, and she's just being a mom. So I I know just from being a hockey player that this is a stage now, right? It's a stage. This is different than a, a, a tournament. This is different than a something else because it's like maybe a one shot deal for people to see you and everyone's there yep. judging you as players and we know that a lot of the top players are going to be at this thing so it's like you're on a you're being showcased a little bit so you're going to show up so i did my due diligence and say and say how you how you feeling about this you you fired up he goes yeah 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 but i i know from being there that there's un, the unknown that's what fear is right it's the it's the unknown. You just don't know what the outcomes are going to be. You don't know what, what environment it is. So he, he said, oh, I'm a little nervous. I said, good. I said, that's good that you're nervous. I said, but what are you nervous about? He goes, ah, you know, Dad, it's just I don't know anybody here. And I go, right? And he goes, I, I just, you know, I'm going to walk in a room and, you know, I usually have friends and stuff and I'm just a little nervous. I said, yeah. I said, I get it. I said, I've been there when, you know, under 17 and that was my big one where you go out of town and you're the, no one knows you. I said, so number one thing. Remember all those times I told you when you walk in a room or you go to a camp, treat everybody good? Here's one. Because if you don't, you don't want to be the guy. That oh, that's pick such on. a great advice, man. Yeah. So he goes, yeah, now I know what you mean. I go, yeah, you're the new guy. Or maybe not. But I said, number two, everybody knows who you are, bud. Everybody. Maybe a couple guys don't, but everybody knows who you are. So you're walking in the room. When you think no one knows you, they're all going to see the, uh, or you're going to say your name once. And that's what happened. He said, I said, how'd it go? He goes, well, when I walked in the room, they were like, oh, uh, you're Charlie or, oh yeah, you're the guy from Windsor. Oh yeah, we heard about you. Like, so the guys knew him. But anyways, I said, listen, son, the most important thing is you play the game. Get on the ice and play the game. I said, you got 10, 15 minutes in that dress room, block it out, sit down, get dressed, get focused and do your thing. Because once you step on the ice, you're going to be the best guy on the ice. Right? And he goes, okay, I know. But he was standing at the door. And but before on our way up, my wife is like um, kind of, she didn't say it, but she was kind of bringing it out. And it was doing it, not the wrong way, but just a mummy's way. Right? I, you can do it, like, you know, don't be nervous. You should go out there. You should. And it's like, I, I, I know from my hockey experience, whatever. So he got out of the car and mom's like, he seems really nervous and whatever. I said, hey, you've never been here, man. Like, not like a jerk, but I, because I, I, she just doesn't yeah, get doesn't this know. part. Yeah. 
Have you ever been in a situation where you know, no, you don't know anybody, and you're getting the people that you are trying to impress? You want everyone to like you here because it's every team, and this is your dream, and this is a maybe your one shot deal. You're going to the unknowns, and if you have to perform that day, I said, yeah, you're nervous, but I said I, he'll he'll get it. She goes, oh, I know he'll get it. I said, I'm like, he'll he'll nail it. So mm-hmm. he ended up nailing it. Yeah, but but it's the unknown, right? But. We d- we've done all this, all these things to do things right and properly, so that when you get on the stage, that you're you're good to go. And my my suggestion is like, and I've said it several times on podcasts, is it's it's not what you're good at is what you're good at. And that's what I told Charlie. I said your game of your game is not scoring goals, although it is. He scores a ton of goals, but he's like a power forward, right? So his game is more than that. And I've always tried to work on his full game. And I said it not long ago that his skating a couple of years ago should get a little bit better, a little bit better. It's, it's actually not an issue anymore, but it could get better. Um, but always work on those little details. So what happened, he was playing with uh, uh, a couple guys from Toronto were on his line. And uh, I guess he, so my son played a good game. He goes, dad, they didn't want to move the puck. And I said, so how did you play? Because I couldn't watch. He goes, uh, good. And then a couple of scouts talked to me after and they ver- verified like, good. Anyways, I said, see how important it is to work on the other shit? Like when, when I told you stop on pucks, that's an improvement you needed to make and be good on the forecheck. Don't lose battles. Chip it out of your own end and do those things. I said, that, see how it suits you? Because when things aren't going your way or um, I, I'm not even saying going your way, what are you doing without the puck? Yeah. Like, because when you have the puck, I, there's no worries in the world. There's good things are going to happen. It's what you do without it. And most of the game is played without it. So anyways, he had a, a great day there and it was uh, it was awesome. Yeah. So I was proud of him. Like I, so as a, as a crazy dad, I was so proud of him mm-hmm. because because he he did what he was he went there to do yeah and uh, it was great well and that like sharpening up on what you were saying there, yeah. the those other elements of the game I've told the story a bunch of times now but it's so significant it was so significant for me to hear because it was the first time I heard it it was my first year junior and I had that talk with my coaches twelve games I didn't get a point and I'm, I was a point guy yeah and he said to me like you need to do something else that yep. makes you valuable or you won't play. You're not going to play yep. if you don't. So in AAA, you can get away with that because there's only 15 skaters. So you're going to play you're every gonna game. You're going to play at some point. Right? You're playing at some point. When you get to the higher levels, you won't. Yeah. And if you don't have those other parts of your game developed, and even if you are even if you are a point guy, right, you go into the, the, the next level on your first junior team or whatever, the likelihood of you being the point guy in your first year is very low. Now what are you right? going to do? Now what are you going to do? And that's what a lot of guys can, a lot of these guys can run into when they talk about, you know, their confidence isn't up and they're not because they're they're away from that role that they're used to yeah. being in where they're purely offensive. Yeah. And if they don't put you in that position because they got two 20 year olds that do that and they don't need you. Yeah. And you don't get those offensive opportunities. Yeah. Then what do you have? And yeah. for a lot of guys, they have nothing. And yeah. that's where a lot of guys will start to disappear in junior. Yeah. Right. Because they missed they don't get those opportunities right away and then they fizzle out because they're not good at doing anything else. And they don't right? accept that they need to get better at other exactly. things. Exactly. So, and that's something I know that you've drilled into Charlie and that we try to tell a lot of these guys, whether it's, you know, being able to fight or throw a hit or make a good play or block a shot or win face-offs or whatever it is, because you're most likely going to be a third, fourth line guy when you move on to the next level, if yeah. you move on to the next level. Right. Yeah. And if you don't do something else that's valuable to the team, then you're the first guy that they're going to scratch. Yeah. He's offensive. We want him for later, but right now he's not useful to us. Yeah. And that's what ends up happening. That happens to, and I know probably you could say the same thing, like endless amounts of guys I can think of through junior that were so good. Yeah. They were so good. 
but yeah. they just fizzled out and got lost in the shuffle yeah. because there was no other element to their game yeah. except being the goal scorer on their team when they were 15 and yeah. they never progressed and the, past that. And the bottom line is what do you bring into the table? So I had a call the other night saying, hey, when the kids get back on the ice, can you, maybe you could set up that this guy plays with your kid and this other guy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like maybe. It's not – It's not. Um, I always said this, a good hockey player doesn't need other people to make them better. You'll find a way to make the game work for you. And that's by doing the little things. And my, my wrapping this little piece up here is that um, find that stuff that you uh, are not good at, fix them, get better at it, find out, go talk to a coach, go talk to someone that could actually give you decent advice on a couple things you could work on. And you might be the best guy in Ontario or in Canada, but there's something that you could get better, so work on it. But find something that you hate in the game or it, maybe it's the fitness maybe it's uh stretching maybe it's something like that that you have to dedicate some time to and and, and we're going through it that you just sit there and go i don't want to do this but i know i have to because it'll make me better and do it consistently and you'll you'll be surprised what happens to you at the end of it yeah it's really really important because well obviously i don't know if i have to say because but you need to take things that you don't like uh and that you're not because we all like doing the easy stuff, shooting pucks and doing some stick handling drills. It's, it's the stuff like working out is fine, but it, can you, can you do uh, mobility really well and or stretching or mental training, mm-hmm. and and spend time doing it so that it, you know it's going to hurt and it's going to be, not the funnest thing in the world, but it's going to be so beneficial to you. Yeah, and just before we go on, I want to circle back on what I said earlier. There's so many things, and like again, this is going to branch on what we talk about in a minute here. But there's so many things you don't get to control in the game. So if you're leaving any stone unturned that you could have controlled, then you're just worse off. And you're already it's already an uphill battle, like crazy oh, yeah. uphill battle, yeah. right? So if you could have worked on your quickness a little bit and you didn't or yeah. you could have done something that when you're on the ice playing in the game, something that matters to your game and you didn't do that, it's not the it's not those external things, you know, like it's not who you're going to play with and one of the things that Charlie did a couple weekends ago, I came in, I watched one of their games and he messaged me after the game. It's like so mature, eh? Yeah. Messaged me after the game and says, hey, like I'm literally, I'm literally just looking for criticism. Like when you watch the game, <laughs> what did you th- what did you think? Like that's what he said. That's what he texted me and asked me, right? It's awesome. 15, it's freaking awesome. And I talked to him about what we talked about before and I just said, I could see like you're getting frustrated out there sometimes because maybe the kids you're playing with aren't really up to the same level that you're at. And the issue is you're going to be in those situations. So you need to you need to develop these weak parts of your game that I pointed out so that you don't have to rely on anyone else, yeah. right? And that doesn't mean you take the puck and go do it yourself. No, it doesn't mean that it at all. It just means maybe that gets you one or two extra opportunities in the game. Yeah. And because you're a kid that has some finish, maybe that's all you need, Yeah. right? Because yeah. Tra- like when I was a kid, if I had 10 shots one, until I got older, when I got older, it was better. But if I had 10 shots, I might score one or two. Yeah. Like the way Chooch plays, if he gets three shots, he'll score yeah. one or two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if and if so if you get one or two extra opportunities, that might be all you need. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. And so, but for him to come and look for that, and be like, what what can I plug in? What am I not seeing? What did you see? Right. And looking yeah. for that to round that out. That's what. Yeah. That's what we're talking about with with everybody here is just find those things that you're not doing that could make yourself a more presentable package to whoever comes in and sees you. Yeah. Right. Because you have. A control over only a certain number of things right so control them like do the best you can to control those things you know yeah. and you got time 
Yeah, you got time. time to make it better and to hone in on things. And that's why, you know, we're just looking at Zach Hyman for the Leafs. He's just playing so well now. And uh, people are like, he came out of nowhere. Well, not really. He was actually a really good hockey player mm-hmm. from the get-go. But he does the little things really, really well. And, well, they're actually not little. He forechecks like crazy. And he just hound dogs pucks all the time. And he makes good plays. So he becomes right. valuable. If he's not, he's not, Yeah, but he's not Mitch Marner. Right. But he, And he's not Austin Matthews. But everyone's kind of saying he's, he's kind of the guy that drives the line. So that's pretty good. <laughs> yep, for yeah. sure, man. There's yeah. a lot of ways to do it. Yep, it's good. So, anyways, that's that. Uh, get prepared. Do whatever you can do, and uh, it'll pay, it'll pay off 100. percent Yeah, for sure. You know, and then uh, on the other side of that is that, that we were just talking about some one of the kids that doesn't take the criticism very well. It's not criticism. It's kosher. We just talked about this the last podcast. But funny, we didn't mention that. But uh, this is one like if you give him criticism, he's like his, he he just unravels, becomes like. You know, looking for approval all the time. It's like, got to be able to take some. Well, and it's you know, just what? coaching. And and re- wrapping that back onto what we started started with, just talking about you know the job interview stuff. It's like everyone needs to be able to take that, right? It's not just a hockey thing. Like, so if somebody mm. like like if you go out and look like a slob, right? Yeah. If you go out shopping one day and you look like a complete slob, someone's like, dude, like get your shit together. Yeah, like, it means something. Yeah. It's like, don't be offended yeah. and be like, well, I don't care what you think. Like, what? Do you? It's like, oh, shit. Like, maybe I, Yeah. you know, like, I've said yeah. this before, but like, take everything people say to you and, and listen to it, right? And then decide whether it's something that is yeah. worth yeah. actually acting on or not. But listen to what people are saying to you, man. Mm-hmm. And that's a, an issue I, I run into with some of these guys. Is you tell them and they're like offended and like defensive and mad about it or like it affects them later. And it's like, that is just a detriment to you. That is no help to you at all because your flaws are still your flaws until you fix them. So you can be mad and act like they're not or get caught up on it or not handle it well, but it doesn't matter because it's all going to come out in the wash. Right. So try to take it, take it with a good attitude, work on it. Yeah. I took a course. I took a business course a couple of years ago. It was actually, it was expensive. It was a month long. It was full time on top of work and stuff, and um, at the end of the day, it was, there was some stuff out of it. But at the end of the day, the other side of it, it was like kind of a lot of fluffy shit. But it's okay. Mm-hmm. You, you paid. I learned right. You learn and you earn. That's the, the motto. But anyways, uh, one of the things it forced me to do was go around and ask people what my strengths were. Like, so I think I said it before. Yeah, you did, yeah. Yeah, ask, ask a, a pile of people. I used more than what they asked me to use. Like, you know, what, what do you feel my strengths are? And then uh, what do you feel my weaknesses yeah, are? I remember, yeah. And it was really interesting because the what I thought were my strengths, they were there, but there was one that stood out particularly more and I wasn't aware of it. I'm like, oh, so I've got this quality I didn't even know. I actually didn't know I have this quality and that was it really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And then my the one that um um they said my like that was common as my one flaw was one that I kind of knew anyways. But that any I say anyways not meaning like so it didn't matter no it actually mattered because like I know it other people saw and it now in you me, know so, other people know. So yeah. it co- so hey uncle Andy do you want to work on that or not? Right? Yeah. So and I chose not to. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, but here's here's a challenge though. If you're yeah. a kid, yeah, like play that game. Like go ask, go Absolutely. ask someone. And not even that. If you're an adult, go ask your wife. What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Yeah. Go, go like go face it, man. Like go face the music and see what it. Like you're only better off for it, right? And if your wife tells you something you didn't want to hear and you get all mad about it, well, that's your problem, man. Like, yeah. if, and even if, if you think that's not true and she's being unreasonable, it doesn't matter what you think because that's what other people think, yeah. right? Yeah. So if, if 
if you really think you're a hard worker and then you go ask people, well, what do you think my strengths are? And no one says you're a hard worker. It doesn't matter that you think you're a hard worker because nobody else is seeing that. That's right. No one else sees that. And that That's means right. something. Absolutely. Right? So take that in. Like, go ask Absolutely. your wife what's wrong with you. Go ask your coach. If you're a coach, ask your, your assistant coaches. What's, am I too much of a dictator as the coach here? Or like, what, what do you think I could work on? Like, ask, ask, you know? Dude, I, I get shocked every single day when people realize that I am kind of a clown. I get shocked every day when someone says, I go, what? Yeah, we thought you were like super, super serious all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, huh? And maybe I appear that way all the time, but I'm, I'm sitting there going, I am? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm half nuts. Like, and then like, you'll say too, like, yeah, I thought it was you. You're so serious. I'm like, oh my God, man, I joke around. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I think I'm the like most calm guy in the whole world. Like, yeah. like goofy. And it's like apparently not so. So you learn, right? Yeah. And then to go back on that, I still am in amazement. For 20 some years now, I've been building my business. And the least, the well, it actually almost never happens. This question almost never happens. Hey, Coach Andy, what do I need to work on? Yeah. It almost never happens. And when it does, it's like, sure, let's sit down. And then, oh, okay, thank you. But it almost never happens. Yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. Who cares about what you're good at? Like, and, but well, they don't even say, what do you think my strengths are? I don't get asked the questions. Yeah. I do it for a living and I've got like some serious players in yeah. this world. And I don't get people asking well, me, what can I work on? What can I get better at? Yeah. Give me one thing. I'd never get it. Yeah. Well, wow. La- so last week, sorry, I just want to keep ripping on this for That's a bit. That's okay. Go. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Like last, last week, I had a couple of the guys in after the workout on Thursday when you were out of town. And one of the kids was asking me like, why, like, how come you wanted to start doing this? Cause I like, I yeah. went to school, I did engineering, I got my degree and whatever, yeah. but now I'm choosing to do this. Right. And he was like, well, why did like, how come you wanted to do that? And I was telling them like, cause I was you guys and I didn't have resources. Yeah. You know, I didn't have someone that was steering me, someone that was pointing me in the right direction. Well, now here you guys are, you have these resources, you have people that have been through it in different ways. Like you have had a, a different path than me. You're at a different stage of life. Dalton's around. We have all of these guys coming in and out, professional athletes coming in and out of the business. We have general managers and you talk to scouts all the time. And there's all these resources. And I was just, I was telling them, I was like, use the resources, like use us as much as you want. Like j- just bother us, yeah. send us texts, send us yeah. emails, yeah. come in, ask if you can come talk for five minutes, ask if you can do extra, like, Everything is laid out here for you to use, and we want to help. Got right? one for you. In all the years, 20 years, 20-some years of doing this, it's amazing. People don't ask for a job. They Like, very few. I'm talking over 20 years, maybe a little over a handful of kids mm-hmm. said, hey, Coach Andy, is there any chance yeah. I could work here for the I summer? I was one. Yeah, you were one. <laughs> one. <laughs> think about that. Yeah. And think about that. And there's a reason I don't ask a lot of people. Yeah. And it goes back to the first thing. It's the job interview. How you present yourself, how you carry yourself, what's your motivation? I mean, some pe- and a couple of people that have asked, I said, not a chance, dude. You're mm-hmm. not ever working here. You don't, like, there's not a chance. But there's only been a handful of people that have ever asked. Yeah. It's the best job in the world. Well, I think it, it actually is. And it, don't, it is. And the problem is you can't be scared of hearing no. Mm-hmm. Because when people say no, like nothing happens. Like they yeah. just said no. And you yeah. might be a little embarrassed or you might be a little hurt by it or yeah. whatever, but nothing actually happens. Yeah. 
you know, and, and it's funny you, you brought that up because some kids, we were talking about it last week. So some of the kids were talking about uh, getting a summer job and whatever. And none of them mentioned PowerTech. None of them. And I said, Do, like, you guys not want to work here? Like, none of you guys would. And some of them were like, oh, like, we could work here? And I was like, well, maybe. Like, I don't know. Like, why don't you ask? Right? We'll see. Yep. Like, we'll see. Well, then there's leadership roles that they can yeah. take. And, and they just, it's, but it's like they assume. Like, you just assume, oh, no, like, they're, or I don't want to bug him. Or, like, bug. Hey. Be annoying. Like, hey. literally. You get what you, get, get what you tolerate. You get what you want yeah. out of life. Go get it. Yep. Go get it. And be annoying yep. until someone tells you to F off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Take it to the limit. And that's what I was trying to tell these kids. Like, well, that's why. It's all here. And taking that to another, we're going to beat this yeah, thing. that's fine. Beat this thing, silly. Yeah, that's good. But that's what I told Charlie. So he had a, a team reach out to him. And um, they, no, they reached out to me. They wanted to meet, blah, 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 blah. So that was that. It was, so I, anyways, I talked to the general manager and they said, uh, we'd like to meet Charlie. And I said, well, probably the best thing is, is that Charlie talked, talks to you. Like I'm dad. Like, and I get to do my dad thing, but I put my son in uncomfortable situations all the time. So I said, hey, Charlie uh, wants to talk to you. Here's the number. He goes, okay, well, I'll, should I text him? I go, pick up the phone and call him. Not, And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, no problem. But he was looking at the easy way, right? Oh, yeah. He's done this a couple of times. And it's like, now it's like, okay, they don't bite. They actually like me. They want to know me. It's not scary. It's just business and it's just part of life. Mm-hmm. But it puts a little crust on you, right? It's yeah. like, okay, this isn't so bad. And it, it makes you a man. Some experience, man. You, can, you, you need, you need to like, deal with things. Yeah, but you, like a lot of people are expecting their kid to move around, move out at 15, 16, 17 years old and they can't make a phone call back. You know what I mean? Like you got to do it. Yeah. So when you're in a situation in life, you can actually have a conversation with an adult because that's what it is. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so that's that's that. I guess I don't know anything else. Well, yeah, I could keep going on it. Well, but go. keep going. Tell well, me something. I was gonna say. I'm that, interested. I was gonna say this is the other part. Like it all, it all comes full circle, right? So mm-hmm. we talk about we like to talk about school stuff in here a bit too, and this is one of those things where, again, at the start we're talking about seem like you care about yourself, right? Yeah. See that that's what you want, right? And don't seem like it. Actually, care about yourself and do the things. But if you're not going to, you need to at least go through the motions until you like fake it till you make it kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. But to that point where, it, you know, he has to pick up the phone and call people. Yeah. Okay, if you don't know how to read, if you don't know how to put a sentence together, yeah. if you don't know how to give a good answer, it's like, then pe- this is stuff that people notice, mm-hmm. right? People know this stuff. If yeah. you, if it's an uncomfortable conversation, that's not good for anybody, yeah. right? It's not good for you. It's not good for them. They don't want you around, right? Yeah. If someone says, oh, how are you? And you go, good. Like, that's not an answer, no. right? That's not an answer. No. And if you don't have the vocabulary, if you don't have any kind of ability to, to say what you actually think or say how what's going on with you or explain yourself. These are problems that yeah. you're going to run into in real life. If you yeah. sit at a job interview, that's a problem. If you yeah. can't have a conversation, yeah. right? Yeah. It's an actual problem. Yeah. It's one of the most, it was one of the, the biggest uh, pieces of like our professional development and engineering was those like soft skills. That was the biggest thing that they taught because it's so it is lacking so much when people are going to job interviews. That is yeah. like one of the most reported things that they have when they're in job interviews. Kids say, I can't have a conversation. Yeah. Like you can't have a you can't talk. Your yeah. resume is a mess. Like yeah. the stuff's not in order. So now people can't even get to you and what you have to offer because you're not presenting yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so all of these things play into that. So it and it doesn't matter if you're fifteen, because unfortunately people are gonna call you when you're fifteen. 
They're going to call you. That's not the coach's problem. Well, yeah, and it's like, well, problem. well, he's just a kid. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I know you could be a kid and you're, you're, you know, you might use uh, um, different words than someone that's very articulate right. would use. But the point is, is that there's an effort exactly. and there's something that comes there, out, there's of the, effort again, out of the right? noodle, right? Yeah, there's effort again. And that's the thing that they miss. So if you're, and if you're a parent listening and you're like, well, they're just kids, like, how are they supposed to, even if you're right, they are just kids and it's unfortunate. That's the way it is. So too bad. Yeah. Right. Like that is actually what happens. You're going to get a call from a grown up and they're going to ask you about what you're doing. Well, ask but, you and not your mom. But you are, you, you, this is the thing is, this is what I'm saying about taking care of everything is, and this is where, you know, sometimes people don't really understand it. They don't, but if you, you if you, if, if, if you're a parent that wants this kid to move or the kid wants to be, go to the OHL you're 16 years old, whatever you asked to do this. So they figure out what you need to do mm-hmm. and you will have to be, you know, you're going to be treated yeah. like you're 20, not yeah. 14. Yeah. You like don't you're get gonna, to you gotta be, you gotta be up, not down. Right. And you don't get to pick what's required. Yeah. Right. And that's a, yeah. that's a huge issue now just with society in general yeah. is like, you think things need to be given to you or you think, yeah. and it's not just the kids. Like this is another one of my no, beefs. No, I know. Eh? I know. The, the, the kids of this generation, everyone I always hear it, eh? This generation, they don't know how to work hard. They don't know how to this. They don't know how to that. They they are spoiled. They take things. Okay, well, who taught them? Mm-hmm. It's not them, right? Once yeah. they hit 18, okay, now you can throw some blame on them for yeah. not growing up, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's you, mom. Yeah. It's yeah. you, dad. Yeah. You're the one teaching them, and they're being spoiled brats. Why? That's because of you. Yeah. You let that happen. Yeah. And they're unprepared because of you. Yeah. You're not preparing them. Yeah. It's not them. Yeah. You know? you can t- sometimes it takes patience. Actually, Dalton said that today, right? When he was talking about the one one boy yeah. with uh, with um, that didn't take the criticism right. And he goes, I can understand it. He goes, like, what that, so that, what that boy needs to do is to, is to come around and as a coach present it like, here's what I think. And, you know, just dumb, not dumb it down, but calm it down. Say, don't take the Harness information it, as yeah. criticism. Take it as to get the emotion out of it and just listen to it and see if we can help yeah. you. So that's Dalton saying that, who's 30 years old without kids. If it's your own kid, that's actually, I don't understand why you wouldn't do that, really, <clears throat> to, 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 be, to, to communicate how to become well, good. It's, well, it's the, I'll tell you why. Because you, you, don't, you understand why. It's because a lot of them don't do it. A lot of them don't do like we said at the start. Yeah. They're w- they're with their wife or they're with their husband and they're not doing any of this stuff. True. So it's like how are they supposed to relay the message? So it's yeah. it's for everybody. It's not just yeah. for for the kids. Yeah. But anyways. yeah. So it was fun. That was good. That was the first part. Yeah. Next part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. So um, I don't know if you caught the the um, any of the conversation I had with Siegs the other day. A touch of it, not a lot. Yeah. So. Um, Siegs is an employee. I hate using the word employee. He's a co-worker. He works at PowerTech. Yeah. Beauty. Yeah. What's that? Good guy, Siegs. No, he's the best. Awesome guy. So uh, he came in one day, and he's he's relatively, he was a very good hockey player. And he um, he came in, started about three, four months ago, I'd say. Um, and he so he came in one day, and he kept saying how much he loves PowerTech. And he goes, I love this so much. I love hockey. I just, this is so, this is so awesome. And I said, dude, I love it. I'm so happy for you and stuff. And so he kept saying, like, uh, love hockey. I love hockey. So I, I said, I'm not going to, I'm going to say it how I said it, but I'm going to qualify it after. I said, I hate hockey. And he looks at me and goes, what? He thought I was joking. I said, no, I hate hockey. He goes, you hate hockey? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. I go, yeah, I don't like hockey. It's ridiculous. 
And uh, we left at that at that day. I said, no, I don't like it. I said, yeah, I love working with the kids and I love kind of the game itself, game, but yeah. I don't like hockey. So, but then we got busy and he left, left. So the next day he came in and I scared him on his way in because that's what I do every day. <laughs> <laughs> and he came in and we were getting dressed and he goes, Andy, he goes like, it, I was, I got home last night. And I'm sitting there going, how can Andy hate, not like hockey? Like, no, he doesn't like hockey. And he's thinking, he goes, he, and then it, it dawned on him. He goes, then I understood what you were talking about. He goes, I, I, can I ask you the question? I go, of course. So Siegs, of course, you know, <laughs> Siegs went, uh, after hockey, he got into music and he was a engineer music. Is that Audio what engineer. Audio engineer. And he got hired in Nashville and he was in, um, in Nashville. So he had, uh, whatever, I don't know all the details, but anyways, he was in Nashville recording and doing uh, audio for uh, artists. And uh, when he went down there, he had the passion. They go, oh, man, I love music. Da-da-da-da-da. It's awesome. It's awesome until it wasn't anymore, where he started realizing that I don't like it. And he goes, Andy, what it was is it's the business of the music. He goes, it's, it's, there's a lot of shit and a lot of bullshit that is not really the music part. He goes, the music I love, it's the, all the business and all that interact. I said, that's what I was talking about. I said, the hockey itself, the game is awesome. The game itself inside, that's what I call it. Inside the glass, inside mm -hmm. the boards is the, to me is might be the purest thing in the whole world because, and in between the whistles where you're actually playing the game, yeah. there's no, the pond hockey feel just playing the game. Yeah, yeah. There's no politics in that. There's no, there's not, when the, when the game is on in the, in the, um, inside the, the, um, glass there's it is what it is if you're grinding someone it's you against me there's no yeah. politics and there's no media it, that yeah. can say it. there's nothing that can be said that's what the true thing of hockey that's what I love and then of course I love and I guess it goes inside the glass again so I love the training because it becomes the hard work it's the intensity it's the teaching it's the true blue you can either do it or you don't, and if you want to do it, you're gonna. If you can't do it, learn how to figure it out. It's the it's it's the struggle. It's everything. That's what I love about it. Outside of it, that's where I have a problem. And were you gonna say something first before I go? No, no, no. Keep going. It's good. Okay, Thanks. so I just I was just saying I gotta put my glasses on for this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not really. Um, yeah. So he said about music. So he was like. He would he would uh, realize that someone would you know undercut or overcut or this guy would be connected to this guy and you'd lose a job here or whatever and it's like all the all the crap but the actual doing the music and and building it yeah. he'd hear the music over yeah the art of the music is good. Yeah, yeah the art was awesome so what I what I did, so I want to be clear of what I dislike about hockey so and I'll give you a few examples and go on I, I don't like the media like as a hockey guy because a media. The media is the guy that comes in when you're playing at a high level and they come up to you after you've just they have no idea how hard you had to work or what the circumstances were on the ice. And they come up to you with a microphone and they say, so what was wrong with you tonight? There's no context to that. It's like, yeah. and they d d they drill that and they make a story out of it. And it's on all the outlets yeah. and they just milk it. So if you're in Toronto, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. You find everything that happens about the Toronto Maple Leafs. The stories are spinned. And people talk about it, and it's like it's not an actual true story. I hate it. 
Yeah. And it's it's just they glamorize it or they make it worse than what it ever is. Yeah, and it affects the game. That's the thing, right? Yeah. It actually affects like what is what is contributing to, you know, like who who plays or how you're feeling about your game or like all of these things. Like there's a lot of damage that comes from that, you know? Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't need to be there's a lot of damage and then there's a lot of, there's a lot of overhype too. So damage both ways, right? Where yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Next is hype. Yeah. It's the hype of the NHL draft, the OHL draft. Yeah. Who's going to get drafted? Yeah. Trade Who's center. this? Trade center. It's going to be six weeks of this guy might be going here, he might be going here. It means nothing. Yeah. And it's just entertainment. It's entertainment. That's it's it. just straight it's, up that, entertainment. That's not hockey. That's entertainment. It's just right? entertainment. Yeah. And let's this guy could go here and, you know, people sit around and they make this like this is a real thing. Trade center deadline. Like it's an actual event that we all need to be aware of and they have every scenario that could happen. And at the end of the day, none of it does, or one or two does. It yeah. doesn't matter. It's just a trade, and they don't. But, but the the real deal of the the trade center is that when you look at it from a hockey player's point of view, is you might have someone that in junior hockey has moved away and is just getting comfortable at a house, and now all of a sudden, they're trading you from the other to the other end of the province, yeah. or you're in the NHL and you've got a kid and a wife and they're settled at home, and all of a sudden they're sent to another city, like. It's not glamour. Yeah. And sometimes it's what a, kid, a guy wants, but it's it's not glamour. It's like it doesn't – it's not fun, man. Yeah. Well, and the, and the issue that – the thing that bugs me about it, that was a good way of putting it. I didn't really think of it in those terms, but entertainment. Mm-hmm. Like it is entertainment. And it's the same thing that you have with like uh, like Hollywood-type media. It's yeah. the same thing. And, everyone, yeah. che- and yeah. everyone checks into it, right? Like that is the most interesting part to a lot of people. Like people can't wait for Trade Center. Like people can't wait to – to watch the highlights, to hear the commentary from whoever, talk about whatever, yeah. right? And that isn't the game. That's not hockey, it's not right? Hockey. And that th- those are the parts that, because I am most likely on the same page with you on all this stuff. The, st- the thing that I like about it is the game playing part, like watching the game and watching yeah. the moves and the guys making the plays and blocking the shots and winning the face-offs and guys moving to the right place at the right time and and connecting and because it's such a it's such an adrenaline sport and it's such a in the moment sport where you're not really thinking it's just a beautiful thing to watch <laughs> and that's what that is what is interesting that's what you like to watch we all of that that's what i like about yeah. it but a lot of people get caught up just like they do in the you know the hollywood drama they want to see who broke up with who they want to yeah. see what fight can we stir up which guy can yeah. talk enough shit to yeah. start a fight it's we were talking about these guys these uh the Paul brothers before, like the Jake and I don't even know. Yeah, one's whatever. fighting. Uh, yeah, like uh, not Masvidal, um, wrestler guy. Forget his name. And you, I don't even know. But anyways, these guys just like trying to cause shit because that's what people watch. Yeah. People watch it, right? Yeah. And that's and it's just embarrassing. I don't like it. And it's the same kind of thing that happens in hockey, right? Yeah. You got these guys come up. So uh, that turnover, what happened? It's like you think this guy wants to talk about the turnover, right? right. Is that what you want? Right. You think that's what he wants to talk yeah. about right yeah. now? You know, exactly. and it just takes away. It just takes away. It's yeah, not a good. That's what it is to me. It just bothers me to no end. That's what I don't like about it. It's like I've got a whole bunch of things here. Like, you know, the cutthroat. Uh, I mean, this this is life, but the cutthroat part of hockey where people are in it for themselves, yeah. and you can see it from different levels. You can see, uh, you know, people hiring people because they know someone, and that's 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 life. But mm-hmm. it's like maybe not the most qualified people. Maybe it's the. Uh, um, the coach that will do anything to get a job and not really, you know, he's not coaching to to make other people better. He's just coaching so he can get to another level and keep his job. And it's like when, you, when you're in it, you actually see it, right? Mm-hmm. And, I'm, you know, if you're not in it, maybe you don't really understand it, but 
you know, you think people are in it together. Like when you actually understand we're all in this together. Well, actually, a lot of times you're not. They're in it because this guy needs his job. He's going to do everything just to get another two-year contract. And, you know, he doesn't really care about you. That is that's is what it is. You know, there's the agent side of it. And, I, and, and there's some very awesome, there's some incredible agents and there's a time and a place for it. But, you know, a lot of the times you got to understand what a, what a lot of these agents are. Um, they, they're, they're there to get their, well, at the end of the day, what an agent is, is they're, <laughs> it's very funny, right? People get excited. Oh, I got an agent. It's like, yeah, do you understand what it is? Agent is someone that's going to take your money if you make money. They want part of your money. And uh, people make it like, it's like, oh, I got this great agent and stuff like that. It's like, well, it's not really the most important thing. And it's, it's, it, but, but I see what they do and how they, that, you know, someone that has never played the game or never really been in the, in the, the mud blood and the tears telling you what they think of, yeah. of you. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like you don't even know, man. Well, you don't yeah, know. And you get you some of that, know. some of that, you know, guys taking advantage of people that don't know any better and yeah. like misdirection and bad, yeah. bad advice and, yeah. and all, cause those are the, that I've experienced all that firsthand too. The bad advice, people telling you stuff that isn't actually correct, but you don't know any better cause you're a kid and, and all that. So that's uh yeah, that's a good point too. That's oh, yeah. a great part of the, the deal. Uh, paying you, this is what I love is uh, paying coaches in minor hockey, youth mm-hmm. hockey. Come on, man. Yeah. Like there's something happened where I can understand actually sometimes like with Charlie's coach this year, I would have paid him like if everybody gets together and says, okay, we pay for his hotels because it's expensive if you're a coach, yeah, yeah. pay for the hotels, get them. Some, but you're not coaching to, to make yeah, not a source of income, you're not like, making 10, 20, $30,000 yeah. in minor hockey yeah. to, it's not what this is about. Like I hate it. Like it's not right. So what happens is maybe and there's a time and a place where it actually makes sense, but to have your coach, like everyone think they get paid. Like, why would you get paid? Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. And people do it because they're getting paid, not because they love coaching hockey and they're not learning. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it just, it drives me absolutely bananas. It's people like people get involved in hockey. Like there's a lot of nerds in it now and they they'll find any way to get into hockey and they've never really played the game. It's like the, the nerdy stuff, the, the, uh, analytics and stuff like that it's like all that stuff is like it's okay it's part, there's part of it that's you know yeah that's okay well, well I'm, I'm, let me push back a bit on the especially on the paying the coach thing because this is one of the things that i find is like the, one of the most overstated criticisms that i hear like especially online now with like we post clips of the podcast and one of the common things that it's it seems like they're mostly parents that they want to say is like oh like parents pay their coaches to get xyz whatever and for me like I think that's really overstated like how much that actually happens and has an impact not that not that coaches aren't getting paid because they get paid but like some 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 coach like paying off or some parent paying off the coach to get their player more ice time and whatever like I think that's overstated not that it doesn't happen but I feel like this it's a little bit exaggerated I don't know what your feelings are on that but then the other part of it too and then you can address both of these at the same time is I think there is a, a time where coaches should get paid if you want to, if you want a good coach, but it, it should be a coach who d- does it for the right reason. So for example, if this I was, is, that's my point. Yeah. If I was to come to you and say, coach Andy, I know you're a really good coach and I want you to come coach my team. And you say, well, like I run a business, I have all of this stuff. I can't just come coach your team. And I say, okay, what if we pay you X amount of dollars to come and coach our team? Because I know like you're going to help develop the kids and do the right thing and all that. Yeah. Then that's one thing. It's another thing to do this because this is one of your jobs to make income that actually matters for you is like this. I need to do this because I want to be a coach 
And it's, I'm going to act like I'm this big time professional, even though I'm coaching 13 year olds and don't actually know that much about hockey and all that. So I just want to draw that distinction. And then what do you, I don't know what you think about those. So what was the first kind of question? I think I said that I think it's overstated that player or parents are paying the coach for ice time and stuff. I feel like that's over. I feel like that's exaggerated. People think it happens more than it happens. Okay. There's certain places where it's happens a lot. Uh, but it just even in our area, there's a, there's a few that they're doing it to get paid. Yeah, and it's it's embarrassing. Well, okay, but that's to my second point. The okay. first point being, I come to you and say, Andy, put my kid on the power play. Here's five G's to put him on the power play or whatever. Oh, I see. That's what I mean. I don't mean like paying to get somebody to come coach. I mean specific like because this is something I hear like I said online a lot that people like to say is oh he kept paying the coach so that his kid would get all the ice. Okay, and well, I think I feel like for me, I haven't seen that a lot. Like, yeah, I I, I, think, I know it happens, yeah, but it happens. I feel like it's exaggerated. So I don't know if you, I, I you would, have more. I would agree it's exaggerated. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would agree there's exaggerated. I've I've seen some pretty bad things. Yeah, like I've seen guys. Well, I'm not saying it, it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah here, no, no, right? but no, I've seen it happen, and I've seen. They, I mean, it's a it's a personality thing. I, I think there's some people that go out there. Like, well, I know for a fact I've seen it right with my eyes. Some I've been, I know some people over the states and there's probably other places where that that's i well actually one of my assistant coaches over there it happened because i didn't really have a choice i needed an assistant coach and he was on the team and it was like they suggested you just take this guy so i'm trying to have a normal conversation with this guy he was weird weird yeah. oh i couldn't stand it. like just a bad like it was my worst year of hockey in my life and i was coaching it. i just couldn't stand it anyways i'm like so as a human so what do you if you ask me what I do for a living, I say, well, I own a company called PowerTech, and uh, I do this and this. Uh, what about you, right? So I go, I asked him. I said, what? So uh, what do you do? Be, uh, what do you do for a living? He goes, what do you mean? Uh, uh, what do you do for a living? Yeah. Coach hockey. I'm like, where? Well, the guy, he would get people on our team, and he would get money there, and he would go on two, three different teams, and and that's all he did. That's all he did it for. He was a terrible coach. Yeah. I, terrible person yeah. and a terrible coach and it was awful and this guy coached hockey to make money not even qualified yeah but talk the talk and so that happens i've seen that in the in the in the triple a in the states and i know it happens in toronto but i think for the most part i mean i don't know the answer for sure like it's a good question but i know it happens but i think it's probably at the end of the day people want to um want to just coach hockey and, mm-hmm. and i think i i was i would hope that some people have some principles and yeah. and some integrity but um at the end of the day when it comes down to winning the freaking game um you want to win the game and that's where the rubber meets the road and you have to be a good enough player well so this is kind of what i wanted to go and i don't know if you wanted to do anything say anything else before i ask you my follow-up question here um well, give me just a couple. Yeah, yeah, okay, go ahead. So it's like uh, the, the, and I'm just, I just threw a couple of things out there. It's it's the fake scouting reports. It's like people get all hung up about, you know, this person is scouting. Like, listen, man, there's in the OHL, it's called the central scouting. And then each, each team has a um, scouting staff. After that, I, there might be one or two that they kind of look at to get some, maybe uh some ideas or maybe some yeah. some common things like you, you look at it maybe but there's all these scouting things that people get hung up on and thinking like okay this is it this listen people start these businesses to make money and these are the things that drive me nuts it's like there's all these different things you know it's that's the minor hockey 
like Hockey Canada, I don't really care what if they listen to this and they go, oh, well, you should be supporting us. No, I, I actually don't. I had to take a freaking course this year when the COVID thing started, and it was all about um, gender identity. It was all about uh, um, what's the... Uh, like diversity and inclusion di- type stuff? What is it, what, just explain what that is. Like, like quickly, what diversity... Like and people coming from different backgrounds, making sure people feel safe and included, and we're, safe not, and included. we're not offending anybody. Right. And Whether you like boys or girls, and love both. Like, it's just... It's not hockey. Yeah, it's not it's, hockey. Uh, it has nothing to do with hockey, and you have to take these things to just to coach. Do I understand that there's some people that have caused problems in the game and treat people wrong? Yeah, but like this is not the hockey part. It, it drives me nuts. I just yeah. want to coach hockey. I want to talk hockey, right? Yeah. It's all for insurance, right? It's all these things to cover everyone's ass. Yeah. It has nothing to do with hockey. Yeah. Look so that it looks though. good, right? To sh- yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the most important thing that takes, you know, 25 hours a week of sitting there listening to these things that they really don't care, but you have to fill it out so they cover their ass. Well, let me pl- plug on that for a sec. So sure. if, if you, and if you think about this, all these people that have to take these course things, if it was that serious, there'd be some enforcement on making sure people are actually doing these things, right? Yeah. But what do most people do is they probably just turn the video on and leave it and then yeah. do something else 100%. and pass their quiz that at the end of the chapter yeah. that anybody that's blindfolded could answer because it's that easy. And it's not real. It's not no. anything that's actually making no. a difference. It's just no. for show. It's just a waste of it's time. It's just to show, oh, look, we're training for gender inclusion yeah. and diversity yeah. and all this stuff, yeah. right? It's just to show. Like, yeah. that's all it is. Yeah. And that's that's not hockey, man. No. That isn't the game. That's no. not what this is for. Drives me nuts. Yeah. Drives yeah. me nuts. And it, it was just, you know, like, ah, I, I better not say anything about that, but <laughs> well, drives me nuts. But, but no, just like to, to be clear, it's not, we're not, we're not saying that all of this like gender inclusion and diversity and all this stuff, we're not saying that there's no place for that. Maybe there is. And it, it and, but what we're saying is from when we're talking about why we love hockey, we love hockey because it's the game. We don't, we don't love this stuff. Like all of this game. stuff on the outside is just, it's just crazy, man. Like it's just not, not, what the, this was supposed to be about. It's not what the game yeah. is supposed to well, be about. Well, the association right? saying like just a real simple thing that doesn't offend anybody. So in our area, we've got in the AAA zone or no, actually all the, all the zones. So at the AAA zone, if you live on this side of the street, you belong to Sun County, which it would be the county. And on this side, you have to play for Windsor. So if, if you, and you have no choice. So they have all these rules to make sure that you can't go here and they, they'll hold kids back and they'll, you know, ruin yeah. a kid's life. Yeah. And, or the parents go crazy because they want to play on a better team. It's like, it's, it's yes. stupidity. Yes. And then you got a kid that plays, you know, they live one street away or whatever from, you know, it's, it's a hockey and, in it's yeah. not like high yeah. end, high, high end <laughs> hockey. And they treat all of it like his friends are on the other team. Yeah, he wants exactly. to go play over there and no. he's not allowed. No. And you get guys like sitting on the boards going, no, you can't do that. No, that's because, because, because yeah. it's like, come on, man. Yeah, frick off, man. Just play some hockey. Like, th- yeah. that's, those are the things I hate, and it just ruins it. And it makes, it makes, like, it's a stress that the kids don't need or the parents don't need. Yeah. You know? Well, so, okay, so I'm going to, well, because I want to dig into this a little bit before we have to finish up, but we're kind of circling on all the things you hate that you were just kind of talking about that you don't like about hockey. Everyone would probably broadly put into the category of politics in right. hockey. Yeah. And so I want to I want to kind of dig into that a little bit because everyone everyone complains about that all the time and it's such a a big topic especially for like parents and coaches and I, everyone talks about it all the time. And so I want to get your thoughts on all of those things you just talked about. How much do you think that actually plays or actually matters 
in affecting the uh, for a kid like let's so let's get specific let's say the kid in those like important developmental years between you know 13 and and 18 let's say how much does that actually play like how much is this actually the affecting politics. the yeah, politics all the stuff you don't like about hockey that you just said everyone i think would put it as say politics that's yeah. kind of what that is right generally yeah. what so how much how does that play what do, what do you what do you think of that what do you make of that how does that contribute to a kid's career? How much okay. of a difference it's does it make? A, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. And there are times where a kid suffers, um, gets involved in politics, not gets involved in the politics, are stuck between the politics of just the stupid rules. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if you live here, but you want to want to play on this team, they don't let you for some stupid reason. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that kind of stuff, it's like, can be frustrating. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, and I'm right, <laughs> is there is no politics if you're the best player, period. Yep. That's it. That's the end of the story. We can wrap up the, the, the thing right now. There's, if, you, if you're good enough, there are no politics yep. because you're the best player. The only time that there's politics is when you are not because then you say, I don't like. But, you know, here's a, just a side effect of that is I, what I don't like, you know, this is funny. When the best player on the ice all the time gets the ice, people complain, right? Yeah. He got it because you know, I hear I heard it when I was a kid, and I hear it now with my kid. You know, if he got, we said it the last time, mm-hmm. he gets all the ice because he, you know, he scores all the goals because he got all the ice. But when that best kid on your team doesn't play, no one says, "Well, he should be playing more. He's the best player." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's only like when when the best succeed, there's a problem. You're just not good enough. You're not as good as this kid. That's it. That's all. Yep. If you want to win, if you want to, he shows up. When a kid shows up every day hard, like practices hard, practices away from the rink hard, come to the game ready, plays every shift hard, does what the coach says, why shouldn't he play? Mm-hmm. It's not politics. It's called excellence. Right. So when someone doesn't play, or the only time I've ever seen politics, and the people might look and say, well, no, my kid's pretty good. Yeah, whatever. If you're the best on the ice, there is no politics yeah. because you're going to play unless you're a jackass on the bench and you have a terrible attitude. That's not politics either because you're being a jackass in a, with a bad attitude. There are no politics. Yeah. Can you think of any? No. And well, so this here's an, uh, maybe a more specific. At the end of the day. At the end of the day. That's the thing. You right? play the game. Because all of the stuff that you were just talking about is the stuff you don't like that people put in that category it that, that stuff happens like those things are real like the, it goes on but when you're talking about what will this mean for my kid because a lot this is this is what the progression usually is this is the argument case okay? okay. so they'll go oh like there's all these politics in hockey like when my kid played this dad paid the coach and then yeah. my kid didn't get to play bullshit. and now my kid didn't make it because yeah bullshit yeah bullshit right yeah. absolute bullshit and even if the one part was true even if the part of the dad paying the coach was true the result of well, my kid didn't get this because of that. Bullshit. Bullshit. Right? And that's that is kind of what I'm getting at. So yeah. it's not that it's not that all of this crap doesn't exist. It's that it doesn't really matter that much, right? At the end of the even, day. At the end of the day, even though in the moment it, it's frustrating to deal with and no. whatever. At the end of the day it doesn't matter that much. So when I'm, like that that example, I'll actually well I'll ask you to riff on that for a bit. If if a player's is has their parent paying the coach to get extra ice time. Let's say like worst case scenario, like that is what's happening on your team. Yeah. And this kid gets to play all this extra ice because he's paying the coach. How much does that actually affect 
the hockey career of the other players. Doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. No, because it doesn't. That, even if that kid gets a little bit more opportunity than your kid, if your kid's good, he will be found. 100%. They're going to find him. 1,000%. Right? And so Even if they get three shifts a game, if you're good, they'll notice you for those three shifts. Right. I know it's hard for some people to understand. Well, okay, but this is might might be what happens is they'll say, well, because he didn't get those opportunities, he it made him feel bad and his confidence went down and he didn't play as good and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay, well, then now that's your problem. 100%. Because there's a whole lot of different things that are going to affect your kid mentally. And if yeah. he can't deal with those and still yeah. play, yeah. then you have your own set of problems. That's not the politics problems. No. Right? No. Not so I just want to I want to make that clear for the, for everybody listening because it's not it's this isn't stuff that makes or breaks your kid. Well, this is but it comes down to that exact same thing is the all that's one of the things that I can't stand is like when people talk about and and it's like it's like an accepted sentence in hockey. It's like well because someone will talk to me you know like the politics eh? and I go no there is no politics and but people want to believe that it's politics and it's like no you're 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 your son or you or whoever it is is just if, if you think there's politics there's not there's not do some people get drafted and it doesn't work out or maybe the people are wrong yeah hmm. but the politics it's, it's the game is will prove itself over and over yeah so you can you can I can go and tell you that my son is the best player and I could go and put it on the stupid blogs that is that blogs <laughs> blogs that they have and Try to make connections everywhere and tell the scout for the London Knights that, yeah, my son's really, really good. You should ask the coach and, hey, 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 can make a call for me and tell him how great he is and all that stuff. And you can, bottom line is, when you watch him, the politics end because the game starts. And if you and I, and my, or I'll use my son, if my son's playing against this guy and this guy's eating his lunch all game, sorry to say, son, he's better than you. Yeah. There's no politics. If you go in the corner with someone five times in a game and you come out with the puck zero times, he's better than you. Yeah. There's no politics. It's not who you play with. That's where it ends, when right you, there. There's just zero. It's yeah. the most... This is what I love about hockey. This is the part that I love. It is the game in between the whistles, inside. I don't care about the popcorn guy. I don't care about the the uh, the popcorn guy. <laughs> <laughs> the music, the media... The, the politics, the newspaper, the who got traded, who whatever. In between those whistles, when the hockey game is played, it's the most beautiful, honest thing in the world. Yeah. It is the most Completely honest thing in the world. Completely objective, man. There it is. You can say whatever you want, have any opinion, but when I when it's you against me or this guy, these five against that five, it is what it is. Yeah. You could be short. You could be tall. You could be out of shape. You could be in the best shape of the world. You could comb your hair to the side. You can have a shaved head. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He who plays the best is the best player. Yeah. And it is what it is. So after the game, they can uh, write a story about you, how great you are, but if or what was wrong with you. It doesn't matter at that point. It's In that game, you did what you did. Yep. Over and over and over, the politics is zero. Yeah. Now, you could even say, well, the coach didn't play him as, enough. There is no politics, guys. Okay, well, well this is... <laughs> this is as a coach, I want to win. So, so here's the, the I'll, I'll give another example. I was telling you about this this morning. So one of our videos, we got a, I got a comment from somebody, random person, and they were talking about how when his kid played, there was a rumor going around that the best player on their team, he ended up getting drafted third round. Okay. And they were saying that 
his dad was he was or he knew an NHL scout that put together some like promotional thing for him. Okay. And that's why he went third round is because he had this. What, what, what level did he get drafted? What do you mean? What level? What third round. What do you mean? What do I mean? Third round, like OHL. OHL. That's what I meant. Or OHL, it was CHL. NHL. No, no, yeah, not NHL. It was like an OHL or a okay. CHL. So his dad was an NHL scout, had these connections, but it just beefed up, beefed this kid's reputation up so that he went third round. Yeah. And actually, now that I think about it, I don't know if he's actually said it was the OHL. It's the tone was that it was an OHL or a CHL kind of draft. So let's say it was third round to the OHL. Okay. Even if that video made a difference, the kid went third round. It means he's good. That means he's good. He's at least there's something. Yeah. That means even maybe without the video, what does he go? Fifth round? Okay. Like he's still yeah. top five rounds. Yeah. Right? And then if you play, so you play the other side of that. You get, So let's say you got a little bit of a boost from that. Let's okay. say you do. You're still really good though. So you would have got drafted anyways. Yeah. If you went third round, you would have got drafted. Yeah. Right? With or without any help. A thousand percent. Okay. So now you reverse that and say, play the parent who said, oh, my kid didn't play as much because this opportunity was kept from him or whatever. It's like, okay, but that wouldn't be the difference of you getting drafted no. or not, right? No. Maybe it's the difference between going 10th round and 12th round or 6th round and 9th round yeah. or 3rd round and 5th round. Yeah. That's fair, maybe. Yeah. Well, but I'll, I'll make a prediction for my son's team. You asked me this morning how many kids. So we'll, we'll revisit this after the OHL draft, whenever that is. Mm-hmm. I say max four kids on our team get drafted. Four. That's max. There might be, it's really, really, really pushing to have five mm-hmm. kids on our team get drafted in the OHL, but I'll say four. So to your point is these four guys, they're going to get drafted, not anyways, but there's no one else, there's no one else on the team that they just can't get drafted. They won't. Whether they, whether they paid the, the Windsor Spitfires, uh, themselves or had all the connections in the world they're not draftable draftable but they're not so there's four max talking maximum there's 18 i think they are getting drafted but there's four there's no politics in this you got the best the the second third fourth best guys you got those four guys that are in the mix Mm -hmm. and i would say for sure one and then probably two three but and then maybe four so four max, one for sure. Three are looking two for most sure. Li- two others most likely. And then there's a one, two that maybe. Yeah. And that's all. And so we'll, we'll revisit that. Yeah. Mark my words. Well, and, and There's no politics because I'm looking yeah. at this as, well, how do I say I'm looking at this? I'm looking at this as a hockey person. So if, I'm, if I own or if I'm the coach or the general manager of the whatever team and I look around the whole world or if I look at just our team alone – who can play and contribute to my to to the the team that I own? I'd be like, okay, that one, uh, that one might have a chance. That one might have a chance. Eh. That's it. Yeah. So it's not politics. It just is what it is. Now that's my opinion. You're gonna look at them and say, because you you actually might look at that and say, okay, yeah, but because you did. What about this guy? And I'm like, mm. what about this guy? Mm. That's just opinions. But yep. those three are the and and one questionable, but those three, those are the ones that are going to get drafted. Yeah. Well, There's no politics. Well, and the funny thing about that, I got two points here, but the one okay. thing about that is, so when you get, I get your opinion, then I give you my opinion, but you have a better opinion than me because you're more in tune with what's actually going on around. 
It, no, you just start because you have conversations with more people. You you hear the word around it. You're in it right now. I'm more of an outside perspective kind of looking in. I'm yeah. not having the same conversation. So you have a better yeah. grip on yeah. what's going on from like a ho- judging who's good and who's not. That's an opinion thing. But your opinion is more valid than mine because yeah. you're more in it than I am. Okay. But then you go outside of me to the parents who are even less in it than me. Oof. And they're thinking, well, we got 10 kids. Our team was so good. Like we yeah. got 12 kids that could get you. Yeah. We have, and it's, they just don't know. And so, oh, yeah. and then this is what happens is they start to play the, well, the politics game, like it's the politics. politics. Ma- okay. So here's the, t- the takeaway that I want to give the parents on this is that we're not saying that there's no such thing as politics or that some of these stupid things don't happen. It, it happens. We know what happens, but the amount that it matters is almost zero. And if yeah. it makes, if it makes a small amount of difference one way or another, it's not a make or break thing. Yep. It's not something that matters enough to actually change the course for anybody. Yeah. Right. So just keep that in mind when you're, when you get sucked into the, the parent world of your, you know, triple a hockey center, or if you're a coach and you get sucked into that world, or, or even if you're a kid, one of the players and you get sucked into that world, like you need to take a step back and think about how much does all this shit that I hear my mom and dad complain about, how much does this actually matter? And the answer is pretty much none pretty much none right none so i'll tell you what none yeah so if like even like i'm gonna go to another level because i actually don't care because i like my son being tougher than most people Mm -hmm. if if the coach like so you could say well the coach doesn't treat them right it's not politics he might be just a jerk but if my if a coach in minor hockey and i don't care if he was 12 said called him a name Hurt, not hurt his feelings, but like was hard on him to the, to the point where it was like stupid hard. I actually don't care because that's just life, in my opinion, right? So I'm not saying yep. everyone needs to be up with that. It's not politics. <laughs> it's just not the best, but you're going to deal with that. It doesn't matter to me. That's real life. It's just real life. It's a it's a metaphor for real life. Yeah. So there's no like for me if the coach because he's had you know I told you it was a year or two ago. No, I think it was last year. One of the assistant coaches said that you need to produce. And it's like, it's comical. Because, trust me, he was producing. But that's my, I'm dad. But the, the numbers, he was the, got all the points. So, you know, Charlie's like, dad. Like that, that you can consider that as politics. They're just picking on my kid. That, that would be a, a version of politics probably. Yeah. So my answer is then produce, man. It was, but I am. I go, oh, okay good for you and keep doing that keep producing then like yeah. it's not i'm not mad at anybody maybe it is what it is go produce mm-hmm. just keep maybe you should produce more yeah <laughs> i no. don't know what else to yeah. tell you yeah. <laughs> you know like yeah. poor you i don't know he thinks yeah. you're, you should be better yeah well that's, that's why politics. that's that's why i wanted to bring that up just because i think from what i hear but and I, I went through it i went through it man i did it all i'm not it's not i'm not like talking from an inexperienced yeah. perspective i went through all of it and yeah. it's like the amount that you hear people talk about how much the politics matter. Well, they use it in almost like, like you can hear it, the politics, the politics, the politics. They use it like it's an actual thing. Well, they use they use it in a way that doesn't mean anything. Like yeah. they use it as like a, a all encompassing phrase that it's not specific enough to actually make a difference in any one way, yeah. right? No. So they talk about it like it has this big effect on things, and it really doesn't. And it might, and that doesn't mean it's not frustrating. That doesn't mean it doesn't happen. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That doesn't mean you don't have to deal with it. All of that is true. Yeah. But 
does it actually make a difference when at the end of the day? Yeah. And the answer is no. Yeah, your agent doesn't get your draft. <laughs> you doesn't do. matter, like, man. Like, tr- like, man, people think that the agent's going to do it for you. Like well, Charlie's, it's so funny. He'll never, pr- he'll never promote him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never. He's never going to say, he's never, I promise you this, he's never going to call someone and say, yeah, you got to watch. It's not going to happen. Well, but look at even, we went over the OHL draft our last episode, I think, in the, or two ago, whatever. And uh, you go through that first round or whatever, and you look at the Marlies team or the these these top, 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 yeah, top teams team. in the AAA league in Ontario or, or in Michigan right there because some of them get drafted too, whatever. So these kids are the best, and you'll get seven, ten of them that get drafted. Then they all disappear. Mm-hmm. They all disappear. Well, what people don't understand about that, and uh, sorry to disappoint anybody, but Toronto, Detroit, Toronto's advantage is, number one, there's 750 billion people that live there, and 10% plays, that gives you 750 million. Like, there's so many hockey players that play, so out of the the, uh, amount of kids that play, you should, just by numbers, have... Um, a, a higher percentage of top top end players. Yeah, it's not because sure. Toronto makes better players. Yeah, there's more kids. Just there's more. So when yeah. you play a, a, a town like Windsor or Brantford or uh, Sudbury, Ontario, or Belleville, Ontario, or Whitby, the population is like yeah, you less got, than ten percent. You got forty like, kids at the tryout. Yeah, they got two hundred. Yeah, you might you that know? year you might have like not one goalie that's actually really good. Yeah, you right. So there they're going to have good goals. So what happens is you have three lines of very good players as opposed to a town like Windsor where you might have one good line or really good line and the second line, if you are if you have a good year, another good line and the third line is like hopefully you can get by. Charlie's team, fortunately with a good coaching and, and the work ethic and stuff, it turned out that they had three pretty good lines and that's why they won. Mm-hmm. But to go to Toronto to think that you're going to win a tournament, it's like not – like you can't because I, I believe in my son's team like crazy. But the bottom line was is that you're in one Be- just from sheer numbers. Yeah. So, uh, and the same with Detroit. There's no, and Toronto doesn't even have a, so Toronto has all the population and then they don't even have, uh, like we, we're at a disadvantage down here or in the smaller cities because you have a, what do you call it? A, like a, a border, like a limit. A limit of uh, zone. Zone. A zone. Yeah. So if you're on this side of the street, you can't go. So, but if you go to Toronto, you could be from if you, yeah, you, you could be from anywhere in Toronto, which is huge. Same with Detroit, you can have anybody in America. It's not even just <laughs> Detroit. You can find kids. Like I had a kid that played for me when I coached in Detroit. Like I, I was like, what? He was from uh, Indiana. Like, what are you talking about? Like, so anyways, there is an advantage. At the end of the day, though, when you take those that line, the, 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 say the Toronto team that has very good players, it doesn't make them the best because they won the. OHL Cup or the Marley's Tournament or the Big Tournament doesn't make them the best players in yeah. Ontario at all. Yeah. But there's probably a couple of really good ones. Yeah. So it's like when you but you it, see they got to understand the game a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But then you see that in the draft though, right? Because yeah. these kids will all get drafted. Yeah, that's right? what I mean. They'll get ten kids drafted, but then two years later, where are all these kids? Hmm. Right? They all go away. Wanna so want to hear a good one? It's like it's I I like hearing this because it's like because I know. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I was talking to the one GM the other day said Andy like the, the number one thing like I will give up talent any day and he in this guy played in the NHL for a long time he goes I would give up a, a talent any day for character 
because I'll take that any day because the character I want guys in my room that can win can be good leaders that I want to hang around with that that uh, are good to other people that I that'll represent us like be on a job interview every day uh, because I've seen it seen these kids that, that don't have that might have talent but they don't have the character he goes they don't work out and I, I know I we could go through a handful of people that have been through yeah. mine and it's, it's it's critical yeah you don't it's not not everyone makes it man just because you're on a good team like yeah, yeah. to your point yeah no it's good yeah uh, we've been buzzing here for a bit so yeah then you want to uh yeah wrap so here on? we go I'll wrap it up with this real simple um all this stuff I hope it doesn't sound negative but it's just a frustration of mine I I I, uh, and you know, guys that play, you know, I always wondered a long time ago why I'd see someone in an interview and I'd go like, geez, they seem like assholes. They just like, yeah, they give you short answers and stuff. But like, as I got older, I thought, yeah, I know. I understand why you're, you're dealing with the, the crap of the game, the stuff that has nothing to do with actual hockey, the marketing and stuff, mm-hmm. make it look good. But the bottom line is, and it's kind of the same message as always enjoy hockey, love hockey, love hockey, love hockey. If you love hockey and you worry about what's inside the glass, and that's the stuff that you can control. You can control how hard you work. You can control, uh, you know, doing things right. You can control how hard you play. You can control learning and getting better and all the stuff that makes you a better player. You can control how you play in a game. That's what's important. Everything else has basically zero to do with hockey. and It's all fluff and airtime and the stuff that will distract you. Yeah, And that's what I would say. Just within the glass is what's important yeah and then i'm just gonna like wrap up that first point because we just started off talking about you know the take care of yourself job interview type mentality and that's another one of those things you can control right you control how you present yourself you control how you carry yourself you control your work ethic you control how you improve you control how you behave yeah you control all of those things and because there's all this other crap that we talked about that you can't control make sure you can you are controlling the things you control so that when the game is on you're ready yeah. and all this other crap doesn't matter yeah. because like we said at the end of the day like those politics don't matter to the kids that are good nope. the kids that are good are going to be the kids that are good if you get a plus or minus one round in the draft or you get a plus or minus one shift because of this or that that's not a make or break stat and yeah. for all the parents out there just rethink how much how much stock you're putting into you know the connections you can make and whose dad is paying who and all like re- really think about how much you like that is going to actually affect the outcomes for your kids because having been through it and being around it now and you at the same thing it really is not a whole lot so no. just kind of give it a rest you know and that's that's kind of what I would I would leave it off with like you said you know love hockey for hockey let your kids love hockey for hockey worry about playing the actual game part the actual game is the thing that's important. Just it takes what happens when you go through life if you don't do it like that in hockey, like the reality. Like let's just say for real life, because the the fact is is that there's not a whole lot of people that are going to make it, right? So can you use hockey for life? I hope you can. I I you know like if you can get your school paid for, that's you've used hockey. You've you've used hockey to learn lessons. But if you get caught up in the politics and parents get into the complaining you know it's the uh, dale carnegie his number one rule in life he's the best-selling people skills guy he says you never criticize condemn or complain if you do that you're going to get yourself in a bad situation 
Because that's what you don't want to do is criticize, condemn, and complain. That's what politics and hockey is. That's the stuff outside yeah. the game. That's what it brings out, yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah, if totally. If you play yeah. hockey, you just play hockey. And I remember it, man. It's yeah. Like, if you don't, and if, 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 if you fix that part, but it's like the mom and dad saying, you know, well, if you would have got more ice to this, and they hear it, and, it, and, and you start chipping away, right? And they hear one little thing and two little things, yeah. and they start seeing, you start recognizing this dad doesn't like this dad. Don't hang out with this kid. Well, that guy paid this guy. And the kid starts hearing that, and they're right. distracted about not just hockey. They're distracted about life, and they have a tainted view on how life actually is. But if you actually fix the actual problem, that's what life is about. If you're going to have success is you solve problems. If you actually figure it out, then all that stuff doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would want my, my son to focus on is you love hockey, son. Yeah. Don't worry about don't worry about this guy. Don't worry about the thing in the paper. Worry about that, that in between the glass. Yeah. If you can worry about that and make yourself better there, it'll take care of itself. Yep. There's no bullshit. Yeah. It'll always tell you the truth. That'll always tell you the truth. Yeah. Well, and the kids buy into it too, right? Like yep. if, like you said, if mom and dad keeps saying it all the time or whoever keeps saying yep. it and the kids buy into it, like you're saying that one kid saying, well, he gets all the goals because he gets all the ice. Yeah. Like that is an unacceptable thing to say yeah. when you're a kid. Yeah. Whoever, whoever's mom and dad has a kid should be like, no, that's not why he gets all the points. Yeah. He gets all the points because he's a good player. Yeah. That's why he gets the points. Yeah. Even if that's not true. Yeah. Like even if part of it was that he gets extra ice, yeah. which it's not, but even if it was, yeah. that's not the attitude to have. No. Right? That's well, not the attitude But it's like my have. business, right? Like you or you got your, your university degree in engineering, right? You didn't get it for any other reason than that you did the work. Yeah. And you got your your mark of, what, what, you don't have to say it, but you had a very high percentage. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just say it was... Uh, 90. Yeah, 90. Yeah, okay, 90. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was 90. There was no politics in getting 90. It was, here's your assignment. Because in, in engineering, correct me if I'm wrong, you don't write essays on what things could feel like, right? It's it's right or it's wrong. So when you get the answers, you either did it properly or you didn't. You can't yeah. blame anybody but who? Yep, me yourself it. Yep. and then I think it's just a really important thing that, that, that and this is the point of hockey the point of hockey is to like obviously to have fun kids like to do it but as a dad and it's like you always say it's learn the lessons so if we go through the, the game of hockey when it's supposed to be fun and you're working hard and you know it's the best way to learn is having fun and, and analyze how I can get better but if you if you make excuses complain and find all the reasons why it sucks and why it's not working out for you. Guess what happens when you do your engineering and you don't do your, you don't study properly or you don't finish the project or you don't answer answer correctly. Guess what? You, you don't get 90. You get 70. Yeah. And you can't say, well, the teacher, you can't even say the teacher doesn't speak English because you did it when the teacher didn't speak English because you found a way because you, you, yeah, you, you eliminated the excuses. Yeah. And it's like in, 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 in running the business, I can sit there and say, well, those kids shouldn't train with they should train with me it's not fair they no no if you would like more customers uncle andy be better in business market better you it's that's up to you yeah. it's not anybody else's fault yeah and there, there's going to be barriers right like, yeah barriers be, are not in politics they're, so. yeah they're going to be there right so if you want to if you want to identify those barriers as being politics whatever yeah it doesn't matter yeah right it actually doesn't matter right so just find to figure it out like find a way find a way to deal with it and i hope i hope that's clear i hope that, under, that people are understanding that and if i hope so. i would i would actually like if people people that are listening to this because we're starting to get some people watching now if, if they have any follow-up on this because i would love to go like 
toe to toe with any any circumstance that these that anyone has come across that they think this doesn't wouldn't apply to because I can't think of any. So uh, yeah, you, yeah, and 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 just to be clear, it's not a negative. Like let's argue. No, no, no. no we want to, be, no. you know, because someone not, someone could very much, and I know that someone will listen and say, "Wow, you guys are just being hard asses," or. You know there are politics, and like if you think there are, like, and if you like an answer, we'll, we'll fire. We'll, yeah, we'll and fire that, and that's right. I I said yeah. go toe to toe. That's not yeah. obviously that's not what I mean. Because yeah. like, I get it. when people start arguing online, they start to get in arguments. We just we don't talk like that. If you want to talk, let's talk, right? But the, the thing that I the, the thing that like this is uh, unless you actually know. If the coach says it's not like I just want to be clear, it's not politics. If you, if you would like the coach to be a better communicator. And it bothers you. It's not politics. It's not the coach's fault. It's you want this in your life. You have to figure out how to get it. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the thing. Yeah. Sometimes some people would rather. Well, this is the truth. People would rather make a lot of the times make excuses it's easier or blame other people than actually look at themselves and yep. say, "What can I do differently?" Because the bottom line is, it's a really it's really hard. It's really really hard to be a really good hockey player to move on, and. Um, you know, so that's why you want to learn. If you want to be a hockey player, you do whatever it takes. And then if you if that's not you don't want it that bad, that's totally okay. But what I would love to see kids get out of hockey is the life. And we talk about this: is always get the life lessons the right way. Yep. And if you could do like like I say to kids, if you can't work hard, if you say you love hockey, and if you can't set your own alarm and air out your equipment and do all the little things and get there and work hard on a daily basis with something that you love. Life will be really hard yep. because it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, it's good, man. That's good. So if uh, if you guys have any feedback on it, we'd love to hear it. Love to talk about it. Maybe we'll do another follow-up on it because yep. it's, it's a hot topic. But yeah. It was good. We're up there. Yeah. Yeah.